Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. On to, would you say this is a bigger upset? Well, paying in my opinion, mm. yes. I thought this was a bigger upset, and I. So Roosters versus Knights, we're talking about. Yeah, Roosters Knights, mate. I, Newcastle, in my opinion, they didn't get the best out of KP. Mm. Daniel Saifiti didn't play. They bullied the Roosters. I am so impressed. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe how good they played. And that, that was the thing. It wasn't Kalen Ponga coming out and being a massive superstar and we all go, Kalen Ponga saved the Knights or whatever. It was a genuine team performance with good structures. And I just want to um, give a massive, massive rap to Adam O'Brien. Yeah. A massive rap to go to your old club. And then after the last two years, I'm sure, I'm sure that he lay in his bed and said, did I make the right decision? Leaving the system of the Roosters to come and coach the Knights, it's been so up and down. I've been under so much pressure. I've been, there's been points where I've had to come into post-match press conferences and be like, you know, I've been too hard on the boys and I need to ease up. For him to come back at home, they were at home, Roosters at home, and to, you know, outplay the Roosters, his former coach, massive congratulations to Adam O'Brien and the Knights. Mate, they were all over the chooks. And the moment that stood out for me was that Kurt Mann tackle. I mean, Newcastle Newcastle were on the front foot. Jake Clifford, who had an absolute blinder, oh, but on man. that play, kicked the ball dead. Yep. They came out to the 20. Joey Manu scoots on second tackle. Tyson Brazil hits him with, with a high tackle. Just a lazy high tackle. But all of a sudden, you've gone from being on the front foot to a seven-tackle set into a penalty. They kick for touch. The guy that walked on the field two minutes before they kicked to a touch was Jared Rare Hargraves. Mm. So obviously, Trent Robinson had identified, we've got to get moving yep, here. Yep. Gets Rare Hargraves on and Kurt Mann at, what, 85 kilos, dripping wet, puts on one of the best tackles you'll see and then three tackles later has a hand in the try they score in the corner. I mean, I I, I literally posted in, in my boys' group chat when he kicked the ball that I went, fuck, here we go. Mm. It's about to open up. Then yeah. the penalty happened and I just went, okay. Like... When that penalty happened, they kick for touch. You know that Kiri and Tedesco are looking at each other going, okay, it's turning. Yeah. We're on here. This is our opportunity to get some good ball. 
And, mate, Kurt Mann comes up with that. I, I just thought it was so good to see from Newcastle. We've always seen said rugby league's better when Newcastle's going better. Mm. And it was sensational the other day. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I think I got a, a message from just about everyone in the Newcastle region that has a phone, so that was nice. Got called some stuff and never been called before, so that was cute. Yeah. Uh, but credit to all. Absolutely killed it. Like the Broncos, they're a team I want to see over the next month, though. Yeah. Uh, look, I so off season, they let go of Pierce. I was very concerned, very very concerned. I'm like, man, we're talking like when it first happened, when like the emotion was raw. I was like, man, they could potentially. Oh, sorry, that happened, and I was like, okay. But then Brayley goes down. That's when I was like, the Brayley one was the big kick. Yeah, that's yeah. where I was like, fuck, these guys really may be fighting for fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth. Then I watched the trials. And I was like, you know what? Maybe that take was wrong. They do look much better than I thought. Even to the point where when I was saying that they looked good against the Storm, I got a lot of pushback. People were like, you're serious? The Storm dominated for most of the game? And I was like, yeah, but it's not the points. It's the systems. It's the, it's the defense. It's the, all the little things that you don't really notice that I was really impressed by with the Knights. Even still, even still, I did not expect that the Knights had this game even close to this game in them all season not just round one so i was absolutely wrong uh, i underestimated their forward pack i underestimated clune i massively underestimated clifford i underestimated uh kurt mann dominic young uh i just i am so impressed with that night performance it is only one match but the the promise of the at least we know they can play like that and, and at least we know that as a team that they can put that on together. With Kpu, KP, Kpu, <laughs> Kpu, <laughs> Kpu, uh, Kp, he had a solid, a good mature game, but yeah. he, he didn't set the world alight. Like he wasn't, um, it wasn't due to Kp's incredible length of the field try that got them this. This was set after set of high quality rugby league with forwards that played fantastic. I, I'm stoked for nice fans, stoked for nice fans. It's the first time in a long time I've been watching the Roosters and just thought, they're not going to win this. Mm. I can't remember the last time I was watching them not play a Melbourne or a Penrith and think, they're not going to... Because Knights were just over the top of them. Mm. They just had them from the get-go. Yep. Uh, you, you said that, you know, we, we've sat here for the last three weeks during trials and gone, they look better than what I thought. They look better than what I thought. <laughs> they looked better on Saturday than I thought they'd look in round 25. It's crazy. They looked incredible. Massive. Like, I just, I'm so happy for them. I'm so, you know, I know people don't believe us, but when we say, I hope they prove us wrong, this is, this is the moment where I go, yeah. I'm so happy. I'm We're stoked. stoked. You never want to be right about a team underperforming. Especially Newcastle. Yeah. It's so important to rugby league for Newcastle to be going well. Um, you know, what's, what's, this is going to sound fucking mental, especially for a guy that has been, so vocally saying, if they lose KP, it is dire straits for them. What's positive about this? Don't get me wrong. Losing KP, massive deal. But they showed signs yesterday that, you know, yes, it will be tough without KP, but they may have the skeleton to push through. They may have the skeleton to push through. Uh, again, it is only one game, but we, we're, we're just going off the information we have. It was an impressive performance. Um, Dan Gagai, we said in the offseason, he was flying under the radar. 
No one was talking about him. And I think in the Rabbitohs segment, I said, no one's talking about the fact they've just lost Dane Gagai, who is so important as a center and an outside back. Does all the tough carries, makes the big plays, great in defense, and he's an influential player within the playing group. He was absolutely outstanding on the weekend. I know we always say, oh, whenever Gagai pulls on a Queensland jersey, different player. Fuck, when he pulls on a Newcastle Knights jersey... I've never, I've never, I understand that the the joke about the Queensland jersey thing, but I I always think gay guy has played good club footy, good solid club footy. I, mean, I, I remember last time he was at Newcastle, he was killing it. Yeah. The team that was going so poorly, he was on fire. And to see him go there the other day and do what he did in his first game, incredible stuff. Mate, incredible. I just, what, what a signing by the, the Knights. And it wouldn't have broken the bank either. Because like, when he was coming off, because this is all because I think the Rabbitohs were, didn't want to offer him a longer-term deal. I think so, yeah. And so if you're the Rabbitohs right now, how much could they use his... Put it this way, if they have Dane Gagai, you, you reckon he doesn't have six points in him? Six, seven points in him for the Rabbitohs? Yeah, that's fair. Um, and so, like, he has flown under the radar, but what a signing, what a pickup. These are his stats for his first game back against the Roosters. One try, one try assist, 200 metres... 57 post contact, six tackle breaks, one line break, two line break assists, 23 tackles, only one miss, zero errors. That's on their right side, which they play away from. Oh, man. And the, the, the line breaks he made were purely bot, like himself doing that. Yep. It was just early ball and then his footwork. And, and he was against Momoroski, who is no slouch. Well, he's there for his defense. He's literally a, like. Well, he, got, he essentially pushed. Like, Billy Smith and him have pushed uh, Manu out to the wing, which we'll get to, because I am very, very uh, shocked with that. So, uh, massive, massive congratulations tonight. So, I, I just think fantastic. Tyson Frizzell was a beast. Look at this. 147 metres, 71 post-contact, five tackle breaks, one offload, 37 tackles, zero misses. Um, Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Uh, I do think uh, – I did have some notes in here – uh, I just felt that the first half, although Fitzgibbon got through some good work, there were time. I think he made two, not errors, but he should have iced two try-scoring opportunities. I think he made a line break and he didn't pass. Yep. And then there was another one where, and I just thought, if Lachlan Fitzgibbon wants to take that next step to Frizzell level, he needs to ice that. And, and that'll all come with development. But outside of that, I thought Lachlan had a great game. Uh, Saifidi was great. I thought Clemmer... For a guy that a lot of people feel the game has passed Clemmer, he still rocks up every single week and puts in just top-tier elite performances. I heard Joey talk the other day about how um, <clears throat> they were saying, oh, who's Adam O'Brien's favourite up there? And he said Clemmer. Just based off the last year, I thought Clemmer was almost on the outside. I thought he was, there. yeah. I thought they were trying to release him. Yeah, like, I that when Joey said that, I, I almost thought he was sort of trying to, try, try you know, to take the piss out of Clemmer yeah, sort yeah. of thing. But, mate, the way that he performed the other day was so impressive. I Like, I, I think Jacob Saifidi has been one of the most improved front rowers by a mile. And Clemmer played him, him under the table. Saifidi was yeah, still good, but yeah. Clemmer was something else. Against like, a Roosters against this forward Roosters. pack. Yeah. And he's been doing this for years. I would argue he's, he, like, he's not like performance-wise. He doesn't reach the heights of like a Painhas or whatever. And Painhas is incredibly consistent. But over the last five years, Clemmer is one of the most consistent front rowers in the game. Period. And I would happily debate anyone about that. I know some people don't 
you know, they feel he doesn't get quick play of the balls and the game is sped up too much for him to impact enough. But if you go back and you look at his stats over the last five years, he constantly has very low missed tackles and he constantly runs over 150, 160, 130 metres, you know, around that area. Very rarely does he not crack the 100 metres. Um, yeah, he's, in my opinion, he's one of the most consistent front rowers in the comp. Now, I want to get to first Kurt Mann. He was sensational. The link man, 31 tackles, no misses. Uh, he was so important to Lincoln in their middle, so important. But I want to get to my man, Adam Clune. He he is what, – what I love about what the Knights did on the weekend was the reason why I say KP played such a mature game is he allowed Clune to direct where they went. It would have been very easy for KP to go, I need to get the ball and touch it 30 times to impact the game. KP took a step back and allowed Clune to call the shots, which spread their attack more. And I just think Clune, Clune may be bang for buck by the season. Like, as in, if he continues this form, he may not be the signing of the season, but bang for buck, he'd be on minimum wage right now. Yep. Totally changed the way they play. And respectfully to them all, I would have told KP, you need to have 40 touches. 100%. 100%. For the game, I would have said KP needs to get way more involved and Clue needs to take a step back and allow KP to do that. I'm 100% wrong. Yeah. No, he's made the two halves. Clune was great, mate. I thought Clifford was on another level. Mm. He was just... The, the way that he's moving at the moment, like, do you remember a couple of weeks ago when he stepped? I think it was uh, the young uh, Paul Alamotti, and we sort yeah. of said, Oh, he's not well known for his running game. And yeah. I said, Yeah, no, I agree. Fuck, man, he's making the roosters look silly. I know. Crazy, eh? Crazy. It's, uh, I'm stoked with nice fans. I'm stoked. Again, it's only one game, and I, I also, you know, agree with your sentiment. I want to see this again and again, but. But there's nothing that indicates so far that we won't see it again and again. They won't put it this way. They won't be fighting for a spoon. They won't be fighting for a spoon, no. And also, after that just that one performance, I believe they will be fighting to make the eight. I be, I I believe that they have shown enough footy to be able to beat the bottom eight sides and and fight for it. So I'm probably gonna put them I think I had them ten to twelfth. I wanna move them up to you know, after that game, obviously it can change. Move them up to around the eighth to eight to eleventh kind of position. I was so impressed. Yeah, M- Maddie, can, can you get their draw up for the next month or so? I think it's going to be a very critical month for them. I mean, if if they keep this up over the next few weeks, so they've got Tigers next week, then they've got Penrith, Sharks, Manly, Dragons, Eels, Storm. So how many matches did you just read out? Six. That went up to round eight. Round eight. So if they can go four from eight to start the season, and that is With very that possible, you telling me they can't fight for an eight? Yeah, that's fair. It's a, it's a, after the, what they play the Tigers this week. After Tigers that, this week, yeah. After that, that's going to be a, a tough six weeks. So if they can come out of that with four and four, but you, but after watching that, you think they can? Yeah, yeah. After watching that, I think they can. But once again, it comes down to what they do over the next few weeks for me. Yeah, for this sure. Is, they're another team that um, I'll wear it 100%. They're heaps better than I fucking thought they yeah. were by a country mile, no doubting that. But you want to see if it's a one-week get-up yeah. or if they're, yeah. they're going to I think, um, you know, just to reiterate, we, this is, um, we understand that, you know, we need to see more of it, yeah. more of it. But I, I don't want to not give – and I'm not saying you're doing this at all. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to give Knights or Broncos – 
not give them their moment or their flowers because we're worried about being wrong in the future. Yep. Do you know, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, no, for sure. And I think a lot of um, analysts, like some people will be, you know, oh, you know, you're getting too hyped up about, you know, the Knights or whatever. Uh, they could turn around and play poorly next week. But I am, I'm comfortable to come out next week and say, you know, I was wrong. It was just one game. Yep. And I just think sometimes analysts get too caught up in being worried about being wrong that they don't just just enjoy the the week of footy. Like, well, but based on this week, all indications are that they're in for a good season. Yeah, for sure. There's no Absolutely. denying that whatsoever. And enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. it, fans. Don't get too caught up in, you know, worrying about you know next week or the week after or being wrong to your mates. Just enjoy it. Like, fuck. If you're wrong, you're wrong. I don't. Who cares? Who cares? Like, fuck. I'm happy to say I was wrong. I I didn't think the Knights had this kind of performance in them. So good on them. Uh, the Roosters. Sorry, just I got a stat on uh, Clemmer. I just looked it up while you were talking about him. Since he started at the Knights, he's played sixty-four games. He's only missed fifty tackles. He's, yeah. mi- he's made how many, ta- how many tackles has he made? He's made over two thousand tackles. Yeah, and he's only missed fifty. And he's averaged a uh, hundred high one hundred and sixty meters per game. Good so, God, yeah. that's a stat. Th- that's what I mean. That's what I say when he is one of the most consistent players wow. in the game. And I, I constantly get into discussions with people <laughs> online, which I which I really enjoy. I love the the interaction. I love that you're so passionate. Where, like, even yourself, like, yeah. you, like he puts those numbers in week in, week out, and he's been doing it for so long now. Uh, he just doesn't get the raps he deserves. I, I just, maybe it's, I don't know what it is, but people just have this feeling that the game is too fast for him now. Uh, honestly, I would have never guessed that. Really? Really? Honest, like, oh, obviously, trusting Matty, but I would almost assume that that's not right. Yeah, well. Just from, what, just from my eye test over the so last two, two years. 2,000 tackles. So, so how, how many games? So he's played 64 games. Yep. He's played 21 each the last year and then one. So he averages less than a missed tackle a game. Yep. Considerably less. 64 games, 50 yeah, missed tackles. less, yeah. That's impressive. Front row and, and he's uh, also putting up those kind of 160 metres averaged. Last year he missed 15, year before 20, year before 13. For the whole That's season. That's fucking good footy, man. That's top tier stuff. And, and, and that's why I think last week I said to you, if you've got a rotation of him and the Saifiti brothers, yeah. pretty good front row run t- rotation. Um, so, yeah, congrats to the nice fans. And just I just want to give a wrap to Adam O'Brien. You know, he's been under the pump uh, and comes out and does that. Kurt, man, I love him at 13. Uh, now, on to the Roosters. Speak to me, speak to me. What did you think? Uh, disappointing. We'll say this. The last three premierships they've won, they've lost round one. Every year, yep. so um, I'm not. They're the one team that I think perform based on my expectations of them and what I got. Probably my worst performers of the week, yeah. if I'm honest. Um, but I also I, I don't want that to sound like I'm making it out like they. Just so you have that. a high standard for them. Yeah, but I, but I also don't want it to sound like I'm saying that they played shit. That's why Newcastle won. Newcastle forced them into playing poorly. Yeah, I thought I thought their pressure was sensational, but. Roosters, obviously they lost Radley, which hurt, but we've seen them without Radley before perform heaps better than that. Mm. Um, obviously you've got the seven and the six playing their first game ever together. You've also got Connor Watson, just thinking time-wise off my head, playing his first game with those guys as well, playing a position that he's learning, I guess would be fair to say. Yep. Um, so there's a, there's a lot more upside in the Chooks. I found some of their... I've never seen their ball movement between their forwards worse, I don't think. And, you know, you, you, you mentioned before that Robbo's 
you know, might be trying something new. I, I personally, I couldn't work out exactly what that was. Probably mm. a smarter football player well, than me. Well, so the, what I saw was, I don't know if he's trying something new, but I know he's such a good coach. Yeah. For them to look so... It didn't look yeah, like them. It didn't look like yeah, them yeah, at yeah. all. Like, it, yeah. it honestly, and, and this is no disrespect to the players, whatever, but their effort and the, the way they had a crack was all roosters. But their structure and their ball playing looked bottom table stuff. Like yeah. it looked like a team without direction. Um, and I, I just think that Trent must be tinkering with something. I think that he may have realised last year that, you know, without Friend and Boyd there, we've got to make some changes to the way we go forward. And also yeah. Sam Walker and Kiri. I think it was so easy to move past Cameron Smith moves on, the Storm go on a crazy win streak. And yep. so we go, oh, yeah, you know, Cameron Smith's done and the Storm are sweet. But then we saw in that final series, you know what? Like, they aren't as sweet as we thought they would. And I think that the Roosters are still coming to grips with losing Cooper Cronk. Um, since then, they haven't, I guess, they've put together some really good performances. But I do think Kiri hasn't played enough footy as the key playmaker for us to get a read on it. So can you please get up his stats since... So Cooper Cronk retired in 2020? 19. 19. 19. And then it was Flanagan and Keary 20. Then it was Flanagan and Keary and Flanagan was the, the guy that was yeah. just, you know, kicking blah, blah, blah. And they came like fifth or whatever, got bounced out in the prelim. Yeah, that, no, they went out straight sets. Straight sets. Yeah. And then 2021, yeah. Keary misses most of the year. So he actually hasn't played much footy as the seven. Yeah. And he's so, so good that we just expect him to jump into that role of organising everything and being the guy, uh, I think we aren't giving enough credit to that he, has actually, he hasn't been the... He's a six. On top of that, he's also coming off an ACL as well. Absolutely. Which makes life even harder. But yeah, you're right. He, has, he hasn't really been the guy. Yeah, well, anywhere. as in, like, he's been the tip of the spear, but he's yeah. never really been, you know, give the ball, coming out of our end, get to that point, kick. All right, do it again. Yeah. Kick. Uh, Flanagan played that role for him. Uh, and obviously Cooper Cronk did. And so I don't think we're giving enough credit to... And that's where I feel like Trent is realising, like, we've got to be patient with Kiri um, and Sam Walker. and Because even Sam Walker, like, is he a six? I don't know. And I, th yeah. I, I was watching the game on the weekend. I was like, I think Walker's in this really weird position of he... Last year, he was the guy. So yeah. when he wanted the ball, he got it. Whereas now, he's a young, respectful kid. So he, it was kind of like there was a period where Mitchell Pearce and KP weren't working as well as we thought because KP was kind of taking a step back and didn't want to encro uh, encroach on Pearce. Yeah. But Pearce was doing the same thing and, didn't want, and thought KP is such a superstar, let him do what he wants. And I think that what we saw on the weekend was Walker respecting Kiri and saying, look, you just do whatever you, you want to do and you tell me what you want. But I also think Kiri was like, you're a gun. Like, if you want the ball, bro. that's, that's the, the vision that I got of it all. Um, and I think we also have to remember that, yes, Tedesco has been there for a substantial amount of time and he's played a lot with Kiri. But outside of Tedesco, Walker, Kiri and Connor Watson have not played together. And, and I think it's going to take time. And I, I messaged you, I said, it actually reminds me a bit of 2018. Uh, where their attack at the start of the year was like, we were all looking around going, like, for example, Tedesco, 32 fantasy points. And I know that's not the only measure, but if anyone looks at stats, he's usually way higher than that. 150 metres, only four tackle breaks. 
four tackle breaks, only 19 runs. <coughs> and that's, that's, not, uh, that's not at all a knock at Teddy. That's uh, an example of when did we last see that? 2018 when he first came to the club, had a new halves pairing to work with, a new 13, new hooker, new everything. And I think we're seeing similar-ish of like him knowing when to come in. Like whereas last year, it was literally whenever he wants to give him the ball. Well, that, that's the thing that I and as you said, it, it was like Walker and Kiri were having a polite off. Who's mm. gonna Who's gonna run this team? And yeah. I sort of felt the same with Teddy because he was jumping into first receiver, mm. you know, two times every set last sure. year. Whereas it sort of felt like Teddy was also trying to find his way. The other one that stood out for me that. I couldn't believe when I heard the stat was that one of Kiri and Radley haven't played together since 2020. Yeah. Like that seems like an that age was ago. That fucking scissor man over yeah. there. <laughs> fucking deep in a scissor and he found it on his computer somewhere, you sicko. But those two, I mean, that's another combination that's only going to improve. They're, they're, they're really close, really good mates, but, you know, it's just going to take time. Well, t- tell me this, together. tell me this. And, and I guess take out what you think the expected answer is and just give me what your feel is. Whose team is it? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. After watching the weekend, I honestly... But, but even before that, whose team is it? I, I would have said Kiri. But, but like, is it though? Like, yeah, that's... Oh, know? Mate, I, I know what you're saying and I can't. I, I don't know. That's the... You know what's crazy? You know what's going to sound fucking mental? But right now, you know whose team it feels like for me? It's Radley's. Radley's. That's how much influence he has on that team. And he's also... Don't get me wrong, he's a young, respectful, absolute legend of bloke. But he's so forward with everything, he's willing to go, I want the ball here. I want yeah. the ball there. Um, That's a fair shout, actually. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Whereas, yeah, like, yeah. Teddy is caught between a rock and a hard place because it's like, I'll take a million hit-ups if you want, but... That's not what's best for the team. Are we going to win a premiership like that? Probably not. I need to be the guy that's fresh for all that kind of stuff. So I think, um, and this is all from a perspective of, I actually predicted, I mean, I had to predict, they forced me to, but on SEN, predicted Roosters to win. So I, I believe that their squad is unbelievable. But I think that there needs to be, and maybe there already has been, and, and this is just, um, they're just going to slowly get to it. But they need to sit down and be like, Kiri, this is 100% your team. Yeah. Wherever you want us to go, we go. Um, or if they want it to be Sam Walkers or Tedesco's or, or whatever. But I, I just think people aren't giving enough. And, and I'm guilty of it too. I'm absolutely guilty of it too. Because they're so fucking good, we don't kind of appreciate that they're humans too. Like you look at Teddy and it's like he's almost inhuman. Um, and so I just think it's going to take time. And I think by the time round, you know, 12 or 13 hits, we're going to see a... Yeah, a rooster side really fucking come on their own. Uh, one thing I will say is I, I think that aside from the gelling issues, I'm really, uh, I guess, shocked at the fact that Manu was basically playing on the wing. Uh, seeing him... Now, I understand, you know, maybe they're putting him there so that he gets to do kick returns more, so they're getting him involved more because he actually ran for 172 metres, which was the most of any player. And if you watch that game, it didn't really feel like Manu was, you know... That, that involved. He did the same thing last year when they played on the wing. Oh, you got for to sure. the end of the game and you looked at the stats just like, oh Holy my God, shit. how on earth? Yeah. Yep. But I just wonder, like, like moving the best centre in the comp to wing, are we, are we seeing too much into what Tom Trevojevic did at, at, in origin? Um, I, I just, I was a bit worried with it. I don't know. I just <laughs> think that, like, it's great with you want Manu touching the ball as much as possible, but do I want him defending out on the wing? I don't know about. Yeah, know. I and you know it, it sounds so stupid, and I feel stupid for saying it because it's Robbo. But 
and I almost felt like he was sort of outthinking the room a little bit. Mm. I just... But that's what I felt like with the when I said to you, is he tinkering with something right now? Yeah. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Yeah, look, as I said at the start, I'm, I don't think I'm a smart enough football brain to work out exactly what Robbo is doing, but. They are another team that I'm very keen to watch for the next month or so to see what changes. I think, as you said, you know, Radley's the guy that, you know, he demands the ball, he, he controls the middle. So lo- losing him was a big loss, mm. no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I, you, you said round 12, 13 is when they could explode. I think it could be a, a little bit earlier, yeah, okay. potentially. Um, mate, I, I don't think they could have possibly played worse in my opinion, on the weekend. And it hasn't really changed my opinion mm. on where they're going this year. Oh, no way. No way. Roosters are still gun, gun. Robinson did come out and say that um, he felt that they, did, or they didn't get a chance to troll enough together. Yep. Um, and he actually said, uh, I remember uh, I, I was in the preseason, I was saying, if you're a struggling team, you want to get your first grade side on as much as possible to get them together. And Robinson kind of, I guess, backed that statement up with saying, like, I really wish we had a being able to get like at least one game with all our boys playing. And so you could see that. Uh, he also said before round one that he feels defensively his team has lost a bit of its edge. Uh, and so that's when I hear all these things, I think Robbo, they're not in a rebuild, but I think he understands that the loss of Boyd Cordner and Morris Brothers and Jake Friend, they're going to have to have some kind of reawakening yeah. or something along those lines. Uh, well, he, him saying they're lacking a little bit in D, is that sending a little message to them? Yeah, probably, probably. Uh, and like, what, what were your th- this, the reason why I feel like he's tinkering with stuff is because there's decisions that I'm just not, not fully grasping. Like, for example, um, Jared he- Hargreaves not starting. That was surprising to me. There was there was that one that I found strange. Crichton and Satili Tupanua, they've swapped sides. Swap sides I yeah. don't understand that one at all. They're... they're there was a number of things going. Even just the ball movement through the middle. I don't know if it just didn't look as crisp as what it normally does, but they just didn't. Normally, when they go that 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 two pass, you're just like they're just exploding yeah. over the advantage line. Yeah. They just didn't seem to be. It was a couple of. I felt sorry for um, um, Takiyahu. Some some of the fucking passes he got thrown yeah. going into traffic. I felt sorry for him, but I don't know. I, I don't know if they were just off or if. You know, all the things we're seeing about the second row of swapping sides, JWH starting on the bench if they are, as you said, experimenting with something new. I I think I'm really are. lost on this side right yeah. now. But I'm I also can see the end goal and I'm so confident they'll get there. Yeah. I, I just the only the reason why I think they are is because this what happened in two thousand eighteen, they were struggling yeah. and apparently they literally had a meeting and said we're we're completely changing our attacking structure and they went and did that. And I think that Robbo is probably sitting down now and going, Look, Kiri and Walker are very similar in players. Like Kiri, in a perfect scenario, is an out and out six. He's such a good ball runner. Such yeah. a, like he attacks with such speed. So they're going to have to work out a way to to balance that some other way. Uh, and I think he's experimenting with a few things. Um, 
you know, this does absolutely not change my opinion of where they're going to finish this year. I think they're going to, I think there's going to be a period where it all does click for them and we're just all going to be like, holy, you know, wow, this is incredible. It's, it's funny that you mentioned that 2018, you know, and we've spoken about this before when they had the meeting halfway through and they changed stuff. It was moving Isaac Lewin to the front row mm. and Radley into the third eight. Yeah, okay. And that's where it all clicked in 2018. You go yep. you go back and watch that season and even if you just ha- have a look at the team list, you have a look at from the moment Radley went to third eight, their whole game just changed. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, – yeah, Roosters fans do not be concerned one little bit. It was uh, an off day um, <laughs> plus everything else. Uh, do not be concerned. I, Yeah. you still got guys like Manu running for 172 metres. Uh, look, Billy Smith – you know, although, you know, went off with uh, a Category 1 concussion or whatever, these so signs of, you know, good footy. We all know Paul Momorowski can do what he can, what he does. Uh, Sam Walker, we, you know, Fletcher Baker, I, I, I really rate. Yeah, I don't think there's anything to worry about. I think you guys will bounce back in a big way uh, once everything clicks for you. Now, and uh, Knights fans, congratulations, Stoke Fisk. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 